Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, a video maker, Oakland native, and a vaccine enthusiast. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. On this day in 2020, the University of Oxford announced that their COVID-19 vaccine was able to trigger immune responses and antibodies in humans. I remember this day. It felt incredible, almost too good to be true. But we also knew that there was a long way to go. Let's reverse. The Oxford vaccine was special. It was developed in a rare partnership between nonprofit scientific research at Oxford University and a major pharmaceutical company, AstraZeneca. Instead of being developed under the umbrella of one country, the vaccine was intended to be a vaccine for the world, offered for a lower cost than other vaccines, and shared with other manufacturers so that it could be delivered more quickly. So how is it developed, and how does it work? COVID-19 is a disease caused by a new type of coronavirus named SARS-CoV-2. There are tons of types of coronaviruses out there, like the ones that cause the common cold, and scientists have been developing coronavirus vaccines for decades. Scientists at Oxford were already working on a coronavirus vaccine, so they had a head start when COVID-19 hit. All coronaviruses have a characteristic spike protein. You've probably seen pictures of the virus cells, you know, how they have those like little funny antennas or crown points all around them. Well, that's the spike. It's the spike that jabs into the cells in our bodies so that way the virus can infect us. Scientists have discovered that if we could neutralize the spikes, we could avoid infection. The virus could be in our bodies, but it wouldn't cause the disease. The way the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine works is by using a little bit of SARS-CoV-2 DNA. DNA is basically just an instruction manual for our cells on how to build things. Scientists use the part of the DNA with the instructions for the spike protein. Then they put it inside the cell of another virus that causes colds in chimpanzees, but doesn't affect humans. So the chimp virus became the package for the coronavirus DNA to enter our bodies. Basically, it's like a Trojan horse. Okay, but why on earth would we want coronavirus DNA entering our cells? Well, the incomplete DNA by itself can't infect us. But it can teach our cells how to fight the virus. When the DNA enters a cell, our bodies read the instructions and start constructing the spike proteins. At the same time, because the Trojan horse package was a chimp virus, our immune system is setting off alarms all throughout our body. These alarms cause our immune system to target the spike proteins and learn how to neutralize them. Then it stores that memory for any future invasions. If, after you're vaccinated, you get exposed to SARS-CoV-2, your immune system remembers what to do and neutralizes the spikes before they can infect any cells. Pretty incredible, no? By 2020, Oxford had already developed this exact vaccine model for other viruses. All they had to do when the new coronavirus came along was change the spike protein information to match it. Since Oxford had a head start on the vaccine, they were able to move to animal trials early in 2020 and the first phases of human trials in April 2020. 
Because of the urgency of the pandemic across the world, scientists, drug manufacturers, and governments all came together to focus on this one disease. So processes that could normally take years only took a few months without cutting any corners. By July 20th, Oxford had confirmed that their vaccine successfully taught the human immune system to fight SARS-CoV-2. By the way, if you're nerding out over vaccines with me, try listening to our February 23rd episode about the polio vaccine or our January 10th episode about a vaccine for the bubonic plague. Well, anyways, back to Oxford AstraZeneca. Unfortunately, they did hit a few snags along the way. They made a few mistakes in one of their biggest trials by accidentally giving some people only half their dose. However, even half a dose is extremely effective, so this wasn't a huge deal. They've also had some production delays. And like the similar Johnson & Johnson vaccine, it was linked to an extremely rare but potentially deadly blood clotting condition. However, here are a few important things to consider. First, the chance of getting these blood clots is something like 0.0008%. The chance of getting blood clots caused by getting sick with COVID-19 is so much higher, around 7.8%. So weigh those options. Seems like a vaccine is a pretty good shot at avoiding the 7.8%. Second, correlation does not equal causality. Just because some people who got the vaccine also had this blood clotting condition does not mean that the vaccine caused it. In fact, in all cases where blood clotting occurred, the patient already had a blood clotting condition. And finally, other drugs that we take on a regular basis also bring the risk of blood clots, but we accept that risk for the overwhelming benefits. As long as a doctor is aware of the risks, you can mitigate any reactions. As for this recording date, a year after the first successful vaccine trials were announced by Oxford, over 2.8 billion doses of COVID-19 vaccines of all types have been administered across the world. But we are still in a fight to slow the pandemic. In the end, while people may have many reasons to feel nervous about being vaccinated, and I get it, but vaccines are actually our best chance against COVID-19 in any future pandemics. If you aren't vaccinated and you were curious about the process and what is actually happening inside your body when you get a vaccine, I hope this episode has helped you understand a bit and feel incentivized to go and get your vaccine personally. Now, let's talk about music. On July 20th, 1969, the Apollo 11 spacecraft landed on the moon and Neil Armstrong took his one giant leap for mankind, becoming the first person ever to step foot on the moon. This small step reverberated throughout the world of music, too. In the UK, broadcasters used David Bowie's Space Oddity as a soundtrack for their coverage. The song is technically inspired by a film that was released one year earlier, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Space Oddity describes an astronaut named Major Tom cutting himself loose and drifting into space. However, Bowie enjoyed the fresh publicity that the moon landing brought his song. In the US, the number one song was In the Year 2525 by Zager and Evans which describes humankind as becoming more detached with every passing millennium. Here are a few of the lyrics. But through eternal night, the twinkling of starlight, so very far away, maybe it's only yesterday. In the year 2525, if a man is still alive, if women can survive, they may thrive. And now for today's final fun fact, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a July 20th in my life. 
On July 20th, 2019, I filmed a bunch of visualizers for my album, The Masquerade. I did this alongside my friend Ryan, and my friend Allie came with us to keep me company and also act as an extra in Untitled's visualizer. But if you go on my YouTube and you check out any of the visualizers that I do for, you know, all the songs that I release, which is pretty crazy, we've kept up with it so far, but all those videos were shot for The Masquerade on the same day. We went to, like, 5 million different locations, I guess 10 total, and filmed a bunch of things and it worked out really well. But it was a really fun day and it was honestly just a really cool opportunity for me to spend time with two people that I think are awesome and get to just hang out with them because I find that it's rarer and rarer for me to be able to do that with the people that I love as I get older. So trying to appreciate those moments a little bit more. Thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.